welcome to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, episode 61. Um, as always, at the start of the podcast, I ask you if you could leave a review for us on iTunes, YouTube or whatever, particularly on iTunes. That does a lot for us pushing up there how they market things. I don't understand this, this wonderful world of uh, internet too well. Um, I'm Steve Lillis. With me, my co-host, John Evans. You OK, John? Yeah, I, I am, Steve. I am. Yeah, you got it nearly right, Steve. You know, these ratings do help us. I think we've got every single person who's ever reviewed us has given us five stars out of five. So if you keep it up, we'll we'll get up them charts. Yeah, brilliant. I know, was it 35 before Christmas or something on iTunes, which is, I don't know, yeah. considering we're unknowns, it's pretty good. Anyway, um, with us this week, um, he's come off the subs bench as always. We always seem to get him on the softer subs bench apart from New Year. Um, Jamie Moore couldn't make it. Um, he's seeing a specialist today. He'll be back next week. With us is the, the head of VIP, Steve Wood. Uh, thanks, Steve, for coming. Super sub for coming off the bench. Yeah, listen, don't expect a great performance tonight because I've not had a chance to uh, study our topics and I made a two quick ones up myself, which I've not even studied. So, yeah, let's have some fun tonight, boys, and uh, I'm sure we can wing it through. Yeah. Right, well, we, 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 we will crack on. So, I know you've, you've got, you're getting dragged off somewhere in a bit, Woodster. So, um, we'll, we'll fly on and get on with this for this week. Make it quicker than ever. John, you've got your bell, got your clocks, got everything ready? Ready to go. Will you start about the new beginning for round one? Yeah, uh, Williams against Eubank this weekend. I know we're going to talk about it in a topic in a, in a little while, but I think this is the real first show for Sky. You know, we had a couple of stabs at it late last year, didn't they? bit low profile, and I went to one of the shows down in London, and it was a bit hit and miss. You could see they were trying different things, but they've got some real good top of the bills coming up now. I think they've knocked it, knocked it out of the park so far. I just hope we hit the ground running. Let's not have um, propaganda and stuff shoved down our throats, telling us all these kids are the next world champion and being avoided by everyone. Let's have some honesty on the commentary. Get rid of the gimmicks like the heat map. Get some good fights on. Promote the young fighters. Put them in good matches. Good tops of the bill. And I think Sky, the way all the cards are falling at the moment, have got a real chance to make a really big impact and still maintain that position as the top people. Yeah, if their February programme's anything to go by, um, John and Steve, that you know, it's a brilliant start. Eubank Williams, Calm Brook, which is box office, and Taylor Cattrall. Um, you, you couldn't ask for it for a better start to February. And as you say, it's a, it's a new beginning for them. Look, the undercards aren't the best, but what we perhaps we purists have to understand, Sky's a sports channel, not Box Nation. Um where, you know, you want to give, yeah, it's about that, you know, you've got to have a good eight rounder, a good six rounders on it. Uh, you know, and I think the one thing I don't think we will get away with, John, is from this overselling fight. Like, you know, I remember last year, was it the Azim brothers and Amazon? You know, they're professional debuts. They're talking of world champions. You know, the kids don't need that pressure. That's the sort of thing we're not going to get away, John, because they are a sports channel trying to sell to the general sports fan, in my opinion. Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, go along with what John was saying is that last year was a bit too early to, to say for them and uh, they're not just like a, a new promoter, they're, they're brand new, aren't they? And it'd be hard to judge them on that. And uh, let, let's be honest, the start wasn't 
very good as in the uh, the fights and uh, the production and, and 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 the format they was using. But uh, if you look now at the, the shows, obviously forget the calm one, which is a, is a pay per view. That's a a different one. But these two shows that they got, which aren't pay per view. It wouldn't have happened with, with Eddie Earn because I don't think they'd have given him the money to do a, a Eubank and Williams on the standard show. Certainly not to do a, a Josh Taylor and Cattrall Unified uh, World Championship on standard show. So Sky and obviously up in the, the monies that they're giving to the promoters, which is great. And they're absolutely fantastic fights. I just hope that because they're giving the money for the top of the bills, that there's nothing left to do the undercards. Because if you look at the undercards, they, 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 they're not great. Uh, obviously, it's difficult when you've got such a good top of the bill. But let's start getting a balance if we can, where the shows themselves are uh, a little bit better on a full stretch and not just on the top of the bill, because they must have chucked a load of money in for them. Well, well said, Steve. Some great points there. Um, Round two, a um, women's waiting game. And uh, this isn't a dig in any stretch at Natasha Jonas. I think she's been great for women's boxing going all the way back to, to 2012 at the Olympics. And before that, you know, she was she was really the face of the, you know, British to female team events before that. But I just don't like this. You know, I don't think it does women's boxing any good where she's jumping three or four weights for a world title fight against Eva Plakowska, I think the, the Polish girl's name is, um, on the Manchester bill in a couple of weeks. I think that's on the pay-per-view bill. You know, you imagine, you know, imagine Ryan Garcia jumping from 135 to 154 just because all the belts are held by Cambosis and there's no quick opportunities for him. You know, you know, it is unfortunate for Natasha that Katie Taylor has all the lightweight belts. Michaela has a couple of the, Michaela May, I think she's got a couple of the super featherweight belts. Um, you know, and as I say, this isn't a digger at all, but... I just don't think it does the women's box any good that they're jumping three, four weights. I mean, she's still got to find you know, quite a bit of weight to, for her. I mean, Plotowska's only a light welterweight, come welterweight. I just don't think it, it, it does anything for the women's game. I know you follow the women's game a lot more avidly than myself and Steve, John. I just wonder what you thought more than anything on this. Yeah. Do we know if there's been a, a catch weight put? Because I know the other girl's quite small. If they've not put a catch weight in, I'd be worth a ball for a It's a world title. One, you four, could... eight or something like it's that. It's a world but, title, isn't it? You know, you can... Yeah, but that, that does nothing for the sport, does it? You know, it, it, no. Jonas... I, God, I used to do a diary with Jonas every month in the build-up to the Olympics. So I've known Natasha a long time. Um, but I, I don't think it's good for the sport. She fought really well in a, a couple of world title attempts. Yeah, brilliantly. For the women, women's sport to, to grow and get a bit of, um, not recognition, that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. She should re-establish herself at number one and get another yeah. chance. And I Listen. think that would benefit the women's game in the long run. But I agree. Title I fights are so easy to come by. Now, that, that, John, was that for people to take it serious, they've got to be serious. And uh, yeah. I think it's another black eye for, for women's boxing. And, you know, I, I'm not the greatest lover of women's boxing, as you say, but, I mean... Tasha's fantastic, isn't she? She's equivalent to uh, Anthony Crawler. She, she's just yeah. lovely, and, and and you can't not 
not like her. And really and truthfully, she's always wanted a world title. I think that's why she went to Sky because they'd get a world title. They couldn't deliver her at the weight she wanted. So they've delivered this one for her. So, you know, you can't knock her. But no, it's the, not the, sport, no. the sport of women's boxing, um, as, as should we say, took, took another black eye with it because you shouldn't be doing it. Over to you, Steve, for round three. And uh, Eubank versus Williams, I think, is your first topic. Yeah, well, as we said before, it's um, a great start for Sky 2022 with, with a, a Eubank v uh, Williams fight. Um, I've been looking at it. I like um, Williams. I like Eubank. I've seen faults and them both. And uh, to be honest with you, Williams was exposed when he, when he fought Andre. Now, I'm not saying Eubank's at the level of Andrade, but... He has got those tricky moves, and um, I'm just worried if it if it could be another one-sided beating for Williams, or is he going to get on top of uh, Eubanks and Eubanks foul? I mean, I probably think uh, the first, unfortunately, but uh, I just wonder what you guys thought to it. Oh, I did. Do you know, what? I I think it's going to be a, a belter, even if it is does turn out to be one sided. I think it'll be one of those exciting one sided fights. You know where Williams isn't going to give him for a split second, is he? He's got that home crowd behind him. He's an aggressive fighter anyway. His style's made for it. So even if it does end up becoming one sided down the stretch, I, I still think it'll be exciting. Um, Eubanks probably just a step down from Andrade in the footwork department, but he's got those fast hands and tricky yeah, moves. Yeah, good hands. Um, but he's got a rock solid chin, hasn't he? You know, and he's going to be there. He's going to be there for the duration. I, I can see it being a pretty painful night for him both, but I just see Eubank coming out and outlasting him and, and landing plenty of shots as the fight goes on. I can't wait for the fight like you two. It's absolutely, as we said earlier, a brilliant start to the year for Sky. I mean, it, unfortunately, it's been delayed. This is the third, third date for it because of COVID and what, whatever. I think it's the third date, is it, for it? But um, look, I can't wait for it. By the time this podcast, out, this podcast is out in Cyberland, by the middle of the week, we must have had the press conference and it's going to be needle. It's going to be yeah. great. The, you know, the build-up's been nasty already. They're, they're both fellas. I mean, Barry Jones was calling it well about this. They've both got that real nasty edge to them. But I mean, you know what? When you gave me this subject today, Steve, I started thinking about it more. And I, I think Eubank wins, but I think it's a lot closer than what people think. I think he wins comfortably in the end. But as John says, in a really hard fight, but I don't, I don't see a shutout. I just think he... He's got he's got that 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 tiny bit more in most apartments that gives him the edge in this fight, um, you know. And obviously, you know, Liam's only been with Adam Boo for for a, for a few weeks. Um, you know, is that enough time to, to get him as Adam would like? I'm sure Adam would have liked to have had a couple of fights him going ten rounds to get him to his way of thinking. It was strange him, you know, leaving Dom Ingles to. You know, just late last year after he'd gone back there for training after Andrade. But I'm like you. I'm going, going Eubank. Um, over to you, John, about announcements. Oh, yeah. A bit of a whinge here. I'm sick of these announcements. And we're at the stage now where people are making announcements that there's going to be an announcement. You know, tune in at six o'clock when we'll be announcing something. You see young fighters who have got a four-rounder and they go on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram and say... I'm pleased to announce I'm fighting in Wigan on in a four-rounder in September, three months down the line. Stop it. You know, get on with your career when you've got a big title fight to announce. 
great, you know, make an announcement, make a song and dance about it. But everything seems to be an announcement these days. Not everything's worthy of an announcement. If, if you're boxing a six-rounder overweight on a Saturday night down the card on a Gary Booth show, it's not worthy of an announcement. I think we've just got to get away from that. When people say there's an announcement coming, they straight away build it up, don't they? We're going to get some great news. We're going to get some some groundbreaking stuff. And it's always a letdown. It always falls flat. So these people, promoters, managers, fighters, TV channels, pick what you're announcing and don't build people up. It was <laughs> There's no real reply to that. I'm coming at you pretty quick here, Woody. But there was one the other week when you said this, John. I thought of it, and it was a guy having a, a six-rounder, and it was, I think it was, I can't think who it was. I think it might be an Irish boxer. I can't think. Um, and it was a big announcement coming, um, you know, tonight. And I thought, oh, he's going up to 10 rounds in a fight. Then there was a, a message. Um, um, hasn't quite got over the line, this one. Announcement to cut tomorrow. And when it came, it was a six-rounder again. Uh, what a date he's fighting. Steve, you got all these fighters. you got a few must do this. Uh, listen, I'm not arguing. If it helps them sell tickets, let them get on with it. Because, uh, that, that's where they've got to get to. But, you know, uh, I understand what John's saying. But uh, he's, he's getting a bit cynical and old at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> Just chill out, John Evans. There's no big deal with that. It doesn't well, well, hey, I, I'm with John on this, but what I will say, I will get why some of these lads say it, because to them 50 or 60 tickets they sell, it's a big night out. But I've got yeah, to take yeah. on board what John says. But as I says, I'm, I'm an old fogey now, and, and John's becoming an old fogey by I spending am, yeah, time on his podcast it, with me and talking to you a few times a week, Steve. But, yeah. it, but it's even, yeah. it, it is even stuff like... we. Uh, don't forget announcement coming at six o'clock. And then at six o'clock, the announcement is in three months' time, we'll be doing this. And mm. uh, just wait. I know every, all these, the internet means everyone's desperate for content all the time and desperate to keep things churning and keep people mm. click, clicking on the profiles. But come on, let, let's save these big announcements for something that's actually worth talking about. Woody's not having us at all on this, mate, I'll tell nah. you. Woody, Woody no. likes it when his fighters are doing all this. Uh, that's, the, that's what he wants them to do. Round five, Steve, this is, this is a round where I'm going to ask you a question. When you was on over the New Year, that New Year's special that went down, so la and last year, each time you bemoaned how hard it was through the COVID with um, small halls and all the issues with matching and getting fighters in, how are things looking going ahead when you've got so many shows coming up yourself from the end of February, where you're running virtually every week, I think, till Easter almost? Yeah, do, do you know what? I was talking with James Russell today on this and like we was talking about the stress we got with the last time because we was coming to a show with a week to go and that had seven or eight fights. We only had one or two mats and it was that hard and it was like you always leave it a week before you start looking at foreigners and then we said, well, now we'll have to start getting foreigners two or three weeks before because you just can't get them. But we was going through our cards now and uh, the matchmakers, uh, Tom and uh, John, seem to have... Uh, pulled it all off. So at the moment, we've probably got 90% of a match. So it's obviously a lot easier. The problem's going to be once this boxing starts and people start getting stopped or the TV promoters come and try and nick them with a bit more money, uh, we'll collapse. But where we are now is that we, we, we're nearly there. And so we're, we're talking about back to the old days where we might be scratching for one or two when the, the pullouts happen nearly the time. So, um, no, I, I'm quite pleased. And uh, I'm not saying we've got over it yet because it's got to start. But where, where we are now, it's looking a lot more healthier. 
Steve, is that because um, a lot of the, the lads who hadn't been boxing during the pandemic have suddenly renewed their license over November and December, or are the board making it easier for you? Well, um, I just think at the moment where we are is that because there was a period we, we, we know shows and there wasn't people ringing around and, and, and doing it, we're, we've had a good start. Um, I don't know what it is like with everyone else, but we're, we're OK. I, I've not seen any names on there that were the usual suspects before uh, Christmas. So, uh, no, I think it's just because uh, there's not been much boxing and uh, we're, we're, we're on a good run. And I, I've seen a good top couple top of couple of top of the bill fights lit, announced as well off the IP, Steve. Are you finding, I know I asked you this a couple of weeks ago, but things change quick in boxing. Are lads still keen on being matched against each other like the Joe Kavanagh fight and things? Are, are you still finding a lot of them are saying yes? Yeah, you know, um, we're getting very little resistance. I think they're all happy to be fighting because, you know, uh, the last six months when they were boxing, it was so difficult and, like, they knew they weren't boxing before that because they wasn't allowed to, but once they start going into a fight and then they realise we can't get opponents for them, I think it's helped uh, switch the mentalities of them and everything like that. And like like I said on the, on the, the New Year one, that I've got to do it, you know, not just for them, but for uh, the shows and, and more importantly, the fans as well. And, uh, you know, we've got some great top of the bills coming up. Round six, this is your round again. Woody, you've been speaking pretty much non-stop the last half. How you been good value? John and myself just sitting here. And it's that purse bid. There's only one, isn't there, to talk about? Yeah, yeah. And what I want to say on this purse bid, that when I first seen it, I sat back and thought, wow. You know, and uh, apparently it's the highest purse bid ever. And uh, I thought, well, he was going to give 15 million step aside, which has been like admitted now from both parties. So that wasn't made up. But the money was from Saudi then. So it's not real money. Whereas this show allegedly is going to happen in uh, in England. So it's, it's real money. And I started thinking, well, the pay-per-view, the talk of the million buys, BT doesn't sell like... Um, Sky, so you know they're not going to get those figures. Are they going to put the the price up? If they put the price up, will will the numbers still come up? And I was starting to think it was a gamble. And I've just read something only this morning where they're going to go in America, and Bob Adam thinks he's going to get five hundred thousand buys in America, which you wouldn't have fought for for two bricks. But when I read that, I thought, yeah, they may be sensing those figures and, and they'll get it over the line. But before I thought about the American TV money, I thought, wow, we could be in a big bath here for. For this and uh, just a quick story, Dylan White once fought on one of my shows in all on a ticket deal, and now he's, he's, he's in uh, eight million dollars. It's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> I think he got five hundred quid. Uh, <laughs> Dylan White, he got his ambition after fighting for you in Hull. What it was, you promised him a night out in the Tower nightclub afterwards, but that's yeah. another story, I guess. But you know what? Yeah. I think we were talking about this last week, Stephen. Me and you both said last week, I thought it might have been you who said it, or one of us said it, and we both work, we worked out around that £30 million, which is $41 million, just, just over £30 million at the current climate, would win the bids. Now, I think it can level up and make money. Um, because, say, OK, I know you're sceptical. Frank thinks a million buyers, say if it did, a million buyers at 30 quid, that's near enough £30 million. Take off your VAT, 
gives you 23, 24 million, I guess. So even that, you know, with your overseas TV sales, what comes in from America? The box office, I still think it itself, 40, wherever they go, Wembley is, is, I saw someone on Facebook today saying they'd heard Wembley or Cardiff. It's got to be one of those two. Um, you could sell 40,000 tickets. That's a big 50,000. That's a big box office. You think with programs and all that sort of thing, merch, I think they can make money with this and make it a success. Because i tell you what, if Dylan plays ball like we hope he will at the, at the press conference and all that, that press conference next week will really get, get everyone talking about yeah. it. Because they're too that, hot. That's, that's what I was going It's going to be brilliant. I think it does well, this fight. And I think it makes money. The only thing I disagree with on what I've heard so far is Bob Arum saying 500,000 buyers in America. No one knows Dillian White in America. They might know him in Hull. They don't know him in America. Um, and... 500,000 buys in America, which I'm guessing the fight's going to be on British time. That makes it five, six o'clock at night in America. Can't see that. No, I don't think that'll happen. I was going to say exactly the same as you said about Dillian. If Dillian plays ball and is the Dillian White that we've got to know over the last few years, this will take off. Fury yeah. and White going at each other at a press conference. The people who only buy boxing two, three times a year to watch Joshua and they're going to lap that up, aren't they? If, if Fury and White are nearly, are nearly fighting at a press conference, I think it'll be big. I, I, I agree. I, I think it's a 50,000 fight, no problem. And it could be one of them, depending on what happens next week and in yeah. the build-up. It really takes off. But I've, I've not seen White mention the fight yet. I've not seen anyone from... I know he's not, not got a deal with Eddie Hearn. I think it's on a handshake, isn't it? But I've not seen anyone from that side mention the fight. And I just, I know Dillian's probably wanted a bit more of a purse, didn't he? I just hope Dillian's not going to decide, well, I've got the fight. I'm not doing anything to sell it. You know, well, that would... I can't yeah, say, but they, they might even say, they might, look, the lawyers will be talking. They might even put him on a little deal of the upside of pay-per-view that we don't know. Yeah. But that, we, I'm just, you know, speculating there. But you, I can't, under, I can't, say enough how important that press conference is next week in what this fight becomes in Britain. You can't emphasise it enough. It's absolutely enormous, this press conference next week, and how they both go at it and sell the fight. Absolutely yeah. massive. Well, what, what we've got to say is, forget Dillian White for a little bit. Tyson Fury is absolutely brilliant, isn't he? And uh, I can understand why Bob Adam thinks uh, all the Yanks love him and, and will buy. But like you say, with Dillian White, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. But that was a strange one, boys, wasn't it, where uh, Frank Warden said the other day that Ben Shalom had been on the phone to their George saying he represented uh, Dylan White for Sky, but they didn't put a, a bid in. Bidding. So uh, it's uh, it's all a little bit strange what's going on. Isn't it? And um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Tyson's the, the big draw on this one, even though, like John's saying, Dillian White could cause a, a bit of fun and games, which would help it sell more. But, you know, um, it, 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 it's a chance of making money. Whereas two or three days ago, I was looking at it and thinking, wow, that, that, that that's a big, big, big gamble. Yeah. That, that third fight with Wilde has put Fury on a different level, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's become like a... It's become... I know people knew him and people thought he was a character mid, followed his story getting back fit. But the way he got off, off the way it always is in boxing, he got more credit for getting dropped and yeah. getting up off the floor in the two fights than he did battering him in the second one. And the, the manner of that third fight has just put Fury over the yeah. top now. He's a different level. You know what's mad? Just a couple of things on what you're saying before we wrap up, fellas, and we'll get you your final thoughts. 
uh, fair enough if Ben's representing um, Tyson, but same as what Frank said. It was my first thought when before he went into the next sentence in his interview. Just went right. Why would you ring up and make a deal forty minute before the purse bid? You know, George Warren, Frank Warren, they're not the hardest people to get hold of by a phone. I mean, you ring Frank Warren, he rings anyone back within minutes, you you know. Um, I, I, that surprised me. And you know what? I'm wondering, now we're getting back to some normality that we are. Can you imagine if it's not going to happen this summer, if Tyson was still going in 12 months and still on a crest of a wave, if Tyson went for a, vol- a defence in Las Vegas in the summer of 2023, you could get something like Ricky Hatton did when he fought Floyd Mayweather when people went there en masse. You really could, I think. You thought that would never happen again. Tyson's got so big now, he could perhaps do that and take uh, if, if travel was normal and no forms and barriers and vaccine passports. He could do that, I think, now. Yeah. Anyway, while well, we're just wrapping it up then, has Dylan White got a chance of winning this fight or not? No. As no. long as Tyson trains right and that no. No, like like uh, like Eubank Williams, it could end up being a, an entertaining one-sided fight because Dillian will go swing Dillian's not gonna go in his shell, yeah. he's gonna go swinging. And I, I think it'll be exciting for as long as it lasts. I'm with you, John. I think there's only one winner unless he takes his eye off the ball. Look, you've got to give him a puncher's chance. But I would, you know, there's certain fights in heavyweight boxing I, I've like written off straight away. I'm, you know, um, you know, plenty I've got wrong. But this reminds me almost of um, I remember when David Hay fought Audley Harrison and people were trying to sell Audley. And I said to Steve Bunce and Mick Costello, who go back a long way with Audley, and they were thinking, oh, maybe, you know, that he might give it a bit of a go here. And I just couldn't have it. And after I'm, you know, he'll give it a go and just get done quick. And I can see that here. Mm. Any final thoughts, fellas? No, I think we covered everything there this week. Who wins the fight uh, what, before you go, Steve? You, Woody hasn't given us his verdict. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I'm the same as you guys, but I would would say, I mean, obviously he could just win it on on the, on the jab ties and dancing around, but I don't think that'll happen. And I think you've got to give a little punch's chance to Dillian White where he he could kind of. Uh, Tuck his head in between his hands, walk forward, and 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 throw a, a lucky one. But you know the um, the odds are that he, he probably won't get away with that and land one. And you know what we got to say with Tyson is he, he does get up, doesn't he? You know uh, if, he, if he does go over. So no, I, I I'll go three nil with you all there, boys. It's got to be a fury win. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Steve. I know you've got to, you've got to get off. John, thanks very yeah. much. You're rushing home from work, so you recorded early tonight. Thanks everyone for watching and. Um, We'll see you all next week when hopefully Jamie Moore turns up. Thanks a lot. Yeah. For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.